The Cookville Cavaliers and Pickett County Bobcats win their respective post-Christmas tournaments. The Clay County Lady Bulldogs and DeKalb County Lady Tigers make strong showings this week, while the White County Warriors face some tough competition in Florida. Happy New Year to one and all, and thank you for tuning in for this morning's edition of the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. It's been a busy week leading up to the new year for several teams throughout the Upper Cumberland. In fact, several teams have traveled all across the United States to participate in post-Christmas tournaments, and some have done quite well. The Cookville Cavaliers won their tournament championship at the Marlin Christmas Classic in Panama City Beach. We will talk in just a few moments to head coach Joshua Hurd about his team's 3-0 performance and tournament championship there. Clark Range Lady Buffaloes also won their tournament division championship at the NS Free Hotels Pensacola Beach Tournament this week as they too won three games to win that. Pickett County Bobcats with a 68-29 win on Wednesday over Wayne County wins their tournament division at the NS Free Hotels Tournament at Pensacola Beach, Florida. Coach Joseph Amonette will join us in a bit to talk about his team's run there in Pensacola this past week. The Livingston Academy Lady Wildcats fell just short of winning their division at the Carolina Invitational in Charleston, South Carolina. Livingston Academy with a 69-67 loss to Cannon, North Carolina on Thursday after winning their first two games at that event. And the Stone Memorial Panthers came up just short in the Renaissance Bank Classic Championship in Maryville as they fell on Thursday to Fulton. 70 to 54. A lot to talk about today. We mentioned we'll be talking to both Coach Josh Hurd of the Cookville Cavaliers and Coach Joseph Amonette for the Pickett County Bobcats. We'll also talk some Clay County Lady Bulldogs basketball. Coach Matt Walker will join us via telephone to talk about his team's performance at the Richland Christmas Classic. Coach Eric Mitchell's White County Warriors also took part in the NS Free Hotels tournament down in Pensacola Beach. Some tough competition for the Warriors. We'll talk to Coach Mitchell about that coming up later on in the program. We'll also talk to DeKalb County Lady Tigers head coach Danny Fish, whose team participated in the AFLAC shootout in Watertown. And we'll take a look ahead with the Stone Memorial Lady Panthers. Coach Mike Buck will join us to talk about his girls' program and a look on ahead into 2022. Right now, let's turn our attention to the Cookville Cavaliers. Coach Josh Hurd joining us this morning via telephone. As we mentioned, Cookville winning their division of the Marlin Christmas Tournament down in Panama City Beach. Coach, your team had lost three of four coming into the tournament, and I know you kind of were struggling with trying to tinker with the lineup and get some players on the court that uh, were giving you more energy uh, than you said that you had seen in some of the games prior to. What really changed down in Panama City Beach and came together for your basketball team? Well, I, I believe just just that, you know, with, with the lineup. The lineup was the first thing. Just just need to um, correct some things and, and get some people on the court that kind of mesh together a little bit better than others. And, you know, that was that was the first of it. But um, you know, the, the main part was we just, we just, we just, we just came together. Um, you know, that's one great thing about when you take a trip together, when you're away from school, you know, it's just you, it's just your team. Uh, you're around those guys 24 seven, even when you're not playing basketball, cause you got to still stand at the same resort in the same location. Uh, so a lot of that just, just kind of came to play and it just, uh, just helped us play a whole lot harder than, than what we've been playing. Coach, as you build that camaraderie on a road trip, 
Is it pretty easy to kind of keep your team's focus on basketball at the same time? Or, you know, does some of the stuff going on, especially being at Panama City Beach, does it kind of serve as a distraction, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, it can be. You know, and this is a this is a yearly trip for us, even though this is just our second year at going to Panama. Um, but for us, you know, when we first got down there, you know, we always meet um, the night before the tournament. Uh, and we make everything clear about why we're down there, you know, and um, so, you know, we, we talk about that, you know, each night, each morning, um, and, and the guys kind of just bought into it. You know, we, you know, we've got a lot of young guys. So, you know, the, the, you know, having all those sophomores take that same trip as a freshman, um, help as well, you know, and, but, but just having the guys just, just come together and just, and know that, you know, they want to win. We're good enough to win. We just need to change up some stuff that we're doing and, um, you know, the week down there in Panama, you know, it, it really showcased itself. How good was the level of competition there? And, uh, you know, what was it your team really stepped up in their game that really impressed you and made you proud of them? Yeah, I'll, I'll say, you know, the, the second game, uh, the first game, you know, we, we played against some, some D1 athletes that were, that were football scholarship guys that we, you know, we learned about. Uh, our second game, uh, Played against a very, very good kid. You know, he's about six. He was probably about six, seven. Um, he had already received like four or five offers, um, D1 offers that, that we learned about, and we saw him play the, the day before. Uh, very good player, you know, just, um, you know, could handle the ball, could, could jump. You know, he was actually in the dunk contest too, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, our, our championship game against the Spain Park team, that was by far probably – that was probably the um, – Probably close to up there the competition level of the um, of the Knox Webb game, you know, and uh, Knox Catholic and Knox Webb, you know, probably about you know some of the toughest teams that we've played this year. But that Spain Park team was probably up there with them. Um, they had some, they had a tall team, very very tall team. Uh, all the guys that could shoot the ball, you know, they won all their games down there by at least twenty plus, twenty five plus. Um, so. You know the championship game was a, was a very very big test for us, and um, just just showing that we could we could play with teams of that caliber uh, who have a, a tradition of winning. Um, you know, for us to go out there and play the way we did, you know, I was I was very very proud of my team. We're speaking with Coach Josh Hurd of the Cookville Cavaliers, the champions of the Marlin Christmas Tournament here on the High School Playbook, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, and keeping track with the tournament. I saw Josh Hurd's name. I saw DJ Potts Hurd quite a bit. Are those a couple of the guys that maybe have taken another step up in both leadership roles on and off the court, and especially with their performance on the court? Yeah, you're definitely right. You know, we've um, we've had talk about leadership, um, and we've had some captains, um, you know, step up and. And, and take a leadership role with our team off the court and, and just making sure that we're focused before the game, you know, in the locker room and preparing ourselves. And, um, you know, DJ played very good. You know, he was uh, he was also in the three-point contest, um, came up one shot short. Um, to me, and other coaches, he was a little bit of a technicality. It was a <laughs> clock issue, but, you know, we're not going to get into that. But, <laughs> but uh but for him to come out and shoot the ball the way he shot it and just play defense the way he played, uh, he had a very, very big dive on the floor play in the second quarter of that championship game that really changed the tide a little bit because 
And, you know, that, that's something that our teams, you know, we, 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 we kind of get up for that. When we see someone dive on the floor and help us and, and we score out of it, you know, that, that builds the energy of the team. So um, that one play he made in that second quarter was, was very big. And, and just him being able to, to make shots um, in, in the first game and the second game, you know, we were – uh, we had we had some struggles from from shooting from the three um, from everyone else, but you know DJ was he was locked in. You know he I'm pretty sure he scored 20 points both games, first game and second game, 20 20 plus, um, and that really you know kind of led us into that championship game where you know DJ made some big threes, Josh made some big threes, you know some big rebounds, some great stops, you know, but uh, our defense. Our defense down the stretch is what won that game. You know, we uh, we harped about it. We, we we talked about it. We've you know we've we've just went over it day in and day out. And and to win championships, everyone knows you know it's going to be your defense. And and that's what led to us you know pulling out late in that probably with two minutes to go in the game. You know, we had two or three big turnovers against them um, by going man to man. And um, that really compelled us to, you know, come in and make free throws and, you know, and get the win. Coach, uh, an exciting week, certainly, for the Cookville Cavaliers. Three big wins down in Florida. As you mentioned, a big stretch of district games coming up. We wish you the best of luck moving forward, and Happy New Year to you. Thank you, sir. Same to you. We're set to talk some Play County Lady Bulldogs basketball this morning as head coach Matt Walker joining us on the High School Playbook. Coach, your team, a 2-1 record at the Richland Christmas Classic. You come away with third place in the tournament. What were some things about your team's performance at the uh, Classic that really stood out to you? It was nice to play some teams we're not familiar with uh, from different parts of the state, you know, because those are teams that we won't typically see unless you make it to a to a state tournament. And uh, all three of the teams we played out there was pretty, pretty good quality. And, uh, you know, we had to play through some adversity and, and, and really had to the battle in all three games. When you look at these teams that you don't, as you mentioned, get a chance to play very often, how difficult maybe is it to prepare for these teams? Do you have a lot of opportunity to scout, or do you just kind of go in somewhat blind as to the style of basketball that they play? Uh, of course you scout, but it's it's obviously different playing three games in three days. It's more of a you know, if you're fortunate to make it to the state tournament, that's what you're going to do with as well. You know, three games, three days. So it's a real short turnaround. Uh, you know, of course, going in the first game, we had a pretty good scout on then. But after that, you know, you don't know who you're playing. You know, it depends on if you win and who else wins. So it's, uh, like I said, it's a real short turnaround. Coach, where are some areas maybe that you've really seen the most improvement since the start of the season up until now that we've reached the midway point? Uh, I think we start cohesiveness. I think everybody's kind of starting to settle into roles. Uh, you know, we've had we've had some injuries and we've had some sickness, so uh, we've had several different starting lineups. And uh, looking at our stats the other day, our 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 game one starters has played a total of twenty eight minutes together on the season so far. Wow! Uh, so we've had to find some some new roles for people. You know. And I think we're really starting to settle into those roles and then start to adapt. Who are some players that you're really starting to see step up? I know Briley Burchett is a you know the leader of your team, and you know what to expect from her almost night in and night out. But who are some players that have also really stepped up their games recently? Uh, Holly Buford has played really well over the last uh, you know five or six games or so. I think she had 16 in our last game, and 
double figures, probably probably three or four of our last uh, maybe four of our last five games. So Hallie Buford has been playing really well, and uh, a freshman off the bench. Uh, you know, she was playing JV early in the season, and she's come in and played played quite a bit the last uh, three to four to five games, just because of some injuries and sickness. But that's uh, that's Lacey Wicks, uh, tremendous motor on her. You know, longer than she looks, really athletic, and uh, she's really come in, especially on the defensive end, and give us some good minutes. Coach Matt Walker joining us on the high school playbook, the head coach of the Clay County Lady Bulldogs. Coach, the calendar flips over to January, and district play is going to hit you in full force. How battle-tested do you feel your team is? You've already seen Clark Range in district play, and you played some really good teams in the first half of the season. How battle-tested are you? I think we're ready to roll. You know, uh, we played a great schedule last year, and I feel like that helped us on our on our run to the state tournament. Uh, I think Coach T had us with the fourth, third, or fourth toughest uh, toughest schedule in the state last year, and, and we had a couple couple schools that dropped us from the schedule and, and replaced them with uh, with a York, who's obviously very good. We're going to play Westmoreland later in the year. It's very good. Uh, top top ranked uh, Gleason in single A in the Christmas tournament, uh, so they're really good. So we're definitely battle tested, but you know once you get into your district, it's a whole another thing. You know just the level of preparation, the scouting that those coaches do, and uh, the attention and detail that those teams have as far as knowing us and guarding us. Uh, it's, it's just different up here in in, uh, in our district. How mentally tough do you have to be? night in and night out. And for that matter, Coach, do you feel like mental toughness is as or maybe even more important when you're playing in such a tough district that you're playing in? 100%. That was uh, that was another big takeaway from our Christmas tournament is, is uh, you know, got to be mentally tough going on the road, having some, some calls go against you and having to respond to that the right way. Um, having to respond is bursty, you know, when the other team gets hot and makes some shots and Learning how to withstand some storms, because in our district, you know, you go on the road to to any of these schools in our district, you know, you're definitely going to have some adversity. Pickett County coming up on Friday. You get a few days to prepare for them, but uh, another tough team. All of them are going to be tough in district. But what have you seen from Pickett County, and what do you expect on Friday night? Uh, they've just got such a great program. You know, like they lost, uh, you know, four seniors from last year that were tremendous players, and then haven't missed a beat. Without them, you know, I think that goes back to, uh, to you know, their junior high program up there. Matt Farrell does a good job with the junior high program, developing kids. And then once they get to high school, Brent Smith. Coach Matt Walker of the Clay County Lady Bulldogs, our guest this morning on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, best of luck to you and the Lady Bulldogs throughout the course of the season. All right, thank you. Well, like a few teams around the Upper Cumberland area, the White County Warriors spent uh, this past week in Pensacola, Florida at the NS Free Holiday Classic. Coach Eric Mitchell joining us via telephone. Coach, looking back at the scores, uh, you go one and two in the tournament, but you had some pretty tough competition down in Pensacola, Florida. Tell us some about the teams that you got a chance to match up against down there. Well, the first day we played Canterbury out of uh... – uh, Fort Myers private school, uh, you know, they flew in there. They got a couple of foreign kids and six, nine center. And, and, uh, you know, we just had a hard time uh, scoring. Uh, you know, they beat us 42, 27. We, I thought we did a really good job defensively, but we just couldn't score. And the next day, um, and you know, we hadn't, we hadn't played since last Wednesday. And this is a team that, you know, they got to be in the gym and, 
you know, we're, we're still trying to find a role. So on the next day we played Knox Central, uh, and you know, they had the 17th ranked tight end in the nation and he, he just, we just kind of got bullied. I mean, just big physical two fifth year seniors due to COVID for them. So they are really good basketball. And we got to watch, we got to watch both, both those guys play for, they do divisions there instead of a tournament. We got to watch both those guys play right before us the last day. And then we played Bell County, Kentucky, um, beat them by one, uh, you know, really, Really had an opportunity to uh, seal that, you know, but seven or eight, ten points. We just missed free throws, and and uh, but they were very all the Kentucky teams. Uh, you know, they're very physical and get after it, and it was a good win for us to to end the new year. So, but uh, the guys had a great time on the beach. Uh, we ate good, so that's kind of what it's about. But you know, basketball wise, uh, we were a little rusty and, and played some good competition. Playing that level of competition, though, Coach, how much does that really help you, especially as you get right into the meat of the district schedule and looking on down the road to the postseason? Well, you know, you, you certainly hope it will. Uh, you, you just never know. Our, our district is, uh, and in my opinion, is really, really tough. Uh, you know, we got uh, we got to come back with Stone, who's, uh, I, I think, I don't know if they won it, but they were in the championship up in Maryville. So they're a really, really good ball club. Neil does a great job with them, and his son's a really good player. Um, you know, so it, we we come right in off the bat. You will hope it helps because there's nobody that we play is going to be as big or, or the or you know, big or as fast as the guards and, and post that we played, or, or as physical. It's it's just a different game in Florida, and, and uh, you know that we hope that will help us. Coaches sure. do like to take their teams on these trips around the holidays to, to build the camaraderie, as you spoke of. Where would you rank the camaraderie of this basketball team right now heading into January? Um, as good as I've ever had. I mean, they uh, they are all, uh, uh, you know, we got two sophomores. Uh, the rest of them are juniors, um, you know, and, <clears throat> and and then we kept three seniors that hadn't played last year that are fantastic kids. Uh, you know, Jeremiah Gardenhire is going to TSU. To, he's a senior. He's going to – TSU to play golf, and I, I, I got the privilege and honor to coach him two years in golf. Fantastic kid, and Javen Strode and Christian Kelso were both in the in the back. In the uh, well, Javen was a, a running back with Malachi, and Christian uh, Kelso, you know, he was a DB. So it's just it's a great camaraderie. This is one of the uh, the the best teams I've ever had as far as that that goes. They all get along. Uh, we just need to get we just need some game time experience, and you know we've played. 12, 13 games, whatever it is. So, you know, it's coming along. We just, we just have to, uh, have to, uh, you know, shoot the ball, basketball better. But, but as far as camaraderie goes, it's, it's as good as I've ever had. We're talking White County Warriors basketball with head coach Eric Mitchell on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you headed to the second half of the season. A lot of district games coming up. If you had one area still of concern that you may be looking at that, hey, we still need to get a little bit better in this, what area might that be? Uh, you know, uh, shooting the basketball for sure and turnovers. We've, uh, you know, we had a lot of turnovers. The last game we won, uh, against, uh, Bell County, they pressed the entire game and we had 25 turnovers and they had 25 turnovers. So it was a, a really ugly game, but we, we held on and won. But definitely, definitely that offensive execution. Um, you know, we're not very good in transition right now. Uh, you know, we're inconsistent. We did see some, uh, some bright spots in Florida, uh, you know, Trip Pinion, our freshman point guard, and uh, Thomas Brock shot it really well. They both made all tournament along with Thomas Paul. So we've seen some we've seen some good things down there. But you know, <clears throat> our basketball team is 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 as good as I've had defensively, and in a long time. So you know, 
we've got to convert that defense, uh, defensive stuff into, into offense, and that's what the main key is, just getting better offensively. You touched on Stone Memorial a few moments ago. You got them coming in on Tuesday night. What do you see from the Panthers thus far that, uh, that concerns you when you, as you get ready to play them Tuesday? Well, they played a really tough schedule, and uh, we ha- we do have some common opponents. York, I think, and are going to have for sure Cumberland County and some of them. Uh, they, they, you know, his son is a six-five or six freshman. He can score at multiple levels of the basketball game. Uh, they they all shoot it well. The Brilbury kid shoots it well. Uh, Wittenberg shoots it well. Um, you know, <clears throat> but you know. What we got to do is we've got to try to get out and defend those those guys. They they're very well coached. They've run, you know, Neil's been there, Coach Caps has been there for a long time, and you know they have a system and they run it well. And they they've had some big wins. So uh, coming into the coming into the district play, so you know we have a common opponent with them at York and DeKalb, and and uh, you know um, we just got to we got to protect our home court with them and and find a way to. Uh, find a way to stop them and score a little bit on the other end. Big week for White County coming up. A district game of Stone, as we mentioned, then Friday night at Cookville. Always a rivalry game there, and uh, White County will be looking to avenge a loss from earlier in the season Friday night in Cookville. Coach Eric Mitchell, before we go, just uh, want to congratulate you on recently reaching the 500-win plateau, and uh, that's something special in high school basketball. Certainly a big congratulations to you on that milestone. Well, thank you. I've had a lot of help. My wife and assistant coaches and great players. That's uh, that's a that's a tremendous help. If they didn't have those, it wouldn't would never happen. But I appreciate it, and uh, I'm very honored. Thank you, Coach Eric Mitchell of the White County Warriors, our guest this morning on the High School Playbook. Coach, best of luck to you moving forward. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you having me. The DeKalb County Lady Tigers were Watertown this week for the Aflac Shootout, and DeKalb County got on a bit of a roll. A couple of exciting games, especially earlier in the week against Community and Gallatin. Lady Tiger head coach Danny Fish joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, one game goes to overtime, and one game comes down to a buzzer beater. Uh, fans getting a lot of bang for their buck. Two really exciting games for you there on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, it was better because we came out on top. But overall, you know, I was really uh, proud of the moxie and the guts and the grit of our team. You know, they're just kind of digging deep and uh, staying with it. You know, there's a lot to be said for, you know, continuing to plug away when, you know, some things might not be going your way. But um, really growing right now as a team and uh, really like where we're at. Going back to that community game on Tuesday, you found yourself in a deficit with about three or four minutes to go in this game, able to go back and, and push this thing to overtime. I know you've had a relatively young team and Katie Farrell working back from injury, but you talk about Moxie. Kind of talk about it from that angle and how proud you were of your team able to get that game to overtime and then pull it out in the end. Well, I mean, they just kept plugging away. You know, it was one of those games where community did a great job of, uh, you know, creating and controlling the tempo. Uh, and it was a tempo that we didn't want to play at. We wanted to play a little bit faster than what they were playing. And uh, they did a good job of that. But we just uh, we just kept trying to, to, to speed it up. And eventually, I think that, you know, us playing about a nine-man rotation and then playing six, that we were able to finally get to that point where we were wearing them down and, uh, you know, able to get to the free throw line. And, um, you know, we hit some big free throws. Avery AG hit two free throws with like six seconds left uh, to tie the game up. And 
Um, we're down two at that time, and, uh, you know, we get into overtime and kind of, you know, give the ball to Farrell and Van Vranken and kind of, you know, let them do their things. But we had, a, you know, great contributions from many different players in that game. Uh, just It was just exciting to watch and exciting to be a part of those moments for those kids. You know, we were down eight with like four minutes left. And uh, like I said, just a lot of grit and toughness and, you know, continuing to focus on the process of what it's going to take to get the W. And, you know, we were lucky enough to make some shots and um, come out of there with a win. That 59-53 overtime victory over Community on Tuesday. You come back on Wednesday and – Katie Farrell has a big game for you with 28 points. But, Coach, this one came down basically to a buzzer beater by Ella Van Vranken. Kind of walk us through what happened there in those closing seconds right before that big game-winning shot. Well, uh, you know, we go down the stretch. I think there's, uh, you know, we got in the situation where we got a good stop and we were up uh, 50, uh, 55, 50, you know, four. Um, you know, they go to trap, press, and they're pressing, trapping, and fouling, of course, you know, trying to extend the game, which we knew they would be. We, you know, it's probably one of uh, Van Vranken's worst offensive performances that she's had while here, while she was here at the cab. And uh, we kept talking to her all game about uh, just kind of plugging away and just stay the course and focus on the next play. And, uh, you know, we got to the end of the game and we got the ball in her hand where, um, opportunity to foul they foul her and i'm thinking you know all right well we we got a chance to ice this i think there was uh, about 20 seconds left in the game uh, she comes to the, to the line misses the front end of the one and one they push it up the floor um you know cut through our defense and uh you know we were in a situation where we didn't want to foul we wanted to stop the ball and uh and uh, we didn't <laughs> they make the shot we foul them they go to the free throw line, make one free throw, so now they're up 56, 55, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I call timeout. It's 13.3 seconds on, and we, we go to a play that, that we run, you know, and, uh, you know, everything's all eyes are on Farrell, of course, so I figured, you know, we would run, you know, Ella off something and work her and Katie together, and, uh, you know, it was a dribble handoff, and uh, Ella came around, and, you know, pulls up in uh, front of three people and um, makes the shot, and time runs out. So, um, just like I said, uh, Coach Sanders and Coach Vance, you know, the boys are about to play after us. You know, just like I drew it up, you know, not exactly <laughs> like I drew it up, but, you know, it, it worked out. And uh, I was really proud for Ella in that moment. Um, you know, it, sometimes as players, you know, uh, you get down on yourself during the game if you're not playing up to your expectations. And, uh, um, she was kind of in that situation, but she kept plugging away, um, you know, and found herself in the, you know, the right frame of mind to knock that shot down at the end. We're speaking to DeKalb County Lady Tiger head basketball coach Danny Fish on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, what's maybe the one thing from your team that you can really take away from these couple of Christmas tournaments that you've played in an area maybe of improvement or growth that you've seen from your team? Um, you know, there for a couple of games, um, you know, we were having to play without Farrell. You know, I was hoping that that those would help us bring our younger players along because some of those kids wouldn't be getting the particular amount of minutes or the minutes that they would be getting with her on the floor. 
Um, and it's done that for us. Um, you know, I think that these young kids, uh, you know, are starting to not push the panic button. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, as a young player, uh, if you, you know, fail, you kind of push the panic button and just try to hide on the floor. And, and that's the biggest part that I've seen over the past, you know, month is, you know, some of those younger players like Ella Hendrickson and Avery Agee and Allie Fuller, Cam Brannon, I mean, Derek Collins. I mean, these are all kids that are sophomores and freshmen, uh, you know, looking to be active in the moment instead of just hanging out in the moment, you know. And, uh, you know, they're starting to come along, which is, you know, going to be good for us, you know, on the second half of the schedule and, uh, you know, really going to be good for us in the future as those kids start to uh, to grow, you know, uh, physically and mentally. And, you know, hopefully their IQs increase increasing of the game. Um, but, you know, I just like where we're at. We're seeing a lot of growth. Sometimes you can't see growth immediately, uh, but we're just here to remind them to focus on the process and not be result-driven, you know, focus on initially what's in front of you and what we're trying to do and let the results fall where they may. And uh, they're doing a good job of that. I mean, you know, the past two games in the community and Gallatin, we've been up and we've been down. And we looked like we were out of it, and uh, the kids just focused on what the coaches were telling them and focused on, you know, what we were trying to do and really more so believing in themselves and believing in their team to to be able to pull out some dubs. And uh, it's been fun to watch. It's been hard to watch sometimes. Uh, but at, at the same time, we're starting to see um, us make some positive uh, plays and positive moments for us. Um, you know, you got to go through the bad to get to the good sometimes, and I think that's where we're starting to get to. Coach Danny Fish of the Cab County Lady Tigers. Big schedule coming up, of course, as we get into January. A lot of district games to come. Best of luck to you and the Lady Tigers moving forward. Some big games on the horizon. I appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. The Pickett County Bobcats had a nice run at the Ennis Free Hotels basketball tournament in Pensacola, Florida this past week. Three wins in three days to take home the division championship at the tournament. Coach Joseph Amonette joining us via telephone this morning. Coach, what was you most proud about your team's performance down in Pensacola this past week? You know, there were a couple things that uh, that I was really pleased with. It, it was, you know, we, we played six games in ten days uh, with the two Christmas tournaments. And, uh, you know, we went, we went back, we went down to Pensacola to, you know, as much as anything besides playing basketball, it's just getting an opportunity for the team to bond and spend time together outside of basketball. And it was an opportunity for, uh, for us to bring. We, you know, Will, Will Aminette had been out for our five games prior and uh, had found out he was going to be able to return for the season and to kind of implement him back into the into the rotation and to watch how our team kind of evolved and grew and, uh, and the way we played that championship game. Um, I couldn't have been prouder. Uh, the defensive effort was was outstanding. Played a really good Wayne County team um, from over in West Tennessee, and um, you know I think we gave up. I think we only gave up three points in the second quarter. So defensively, I felt like it was our best effort um, of those three games in Florida. I think our opponents averaged thirty three points a game over the three games. So I uh, couldn't have been prouder about that. You talk about the cohesiveness really coming together there. Do you see this team maybe starting to round into that cohesive level that you'd like to see going into district play? Absolutely. You know, we, we've still not played our best basketball, but, you know, a couple of things we've had, you know, Zach was out to start the season. 
And uh, so we, we spent the preseason scrimmaging in our first game without him. And then um, and then Will Will goes down after the Gordonsville game, and we don't know if he'll be back or not. So you've got those two things going on, and and you've got two freshmen and Jacob Aminette and Eli Reagan that you're working into the rotation. So these 16 games um, have been unique for us because really just a very small portion of them have we had our whole team. And I feel like we're we're starting to come together at the right time and the most important time because we, you know, we're two and zero in our conference, but the conference play really gets started in January. And um, I feel really good about where we're at as a team. Looking at both Zach and Will at this point, if you were going to put them on a percentage scale of where you feel like they are health-wise and basketball-wise, where would you put them right now? I will say, you know, 80 to 85%, um, just just due to, to, to sitting out two weeks. Um, but he looks really good. He played really, really well. He shot the ball well. I think he averaged 10 points and seven assists a game in our three games. Um, and, and only turned it over three times total in three ball games, but I think he's you know you know just just from a health standpoint, I think he's probably about eighty eight five percent. And I'll tell you that Will, I'm going to tell you Zach's back to about a hundred percent now. Uh, he had his best game in the championship game. Um, you know that fear and, and the things going on and the and the flow of the game are seem to be going, and um, he's kind of clicking on all cylinders as is the rest of our team right now. We're talking Pickett County Bobcats basketball with head coach Joseph Aminette on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you mentioned six games in ten days, of course, during the stretch run of Christmas and New Year's. Do you find that the team maybe is more focused since you're spending a lot more time together, or do they kind of get distracted a little bit by some of the stuff going on with the holidays? You know, I think a young team, if I'd had a young team, I've never played two Christmas tournaments before. Just because I think a young team they get a little mental fatigued, but you know with this team uh, we've got four seniors and uh, Zach and Will and uh, Hunter and Caleb, and then Heath Wattenberger is a sophomore but pretty veteran. So I wanted to see kind of how this would do. And I think we're I, I don't think we're the least bit distracted. I think we're more focused than we've ever been. I think you could see that in our play. You know I think um, Hunter Wattenberger's playing his best basketball, and um, and I'm really really pleased with the, the performance that I'm getting inside. Out of Heath Wattenberger and Caleb Lohorn, we've um, we're scoring the ball around the rim with our post players the best we have, and and since I've been coaching at Pickett County, and those two guys are are really active, and um, are giving us an inside presence scoring the ball that we've not had um, previously. So I think it's going to help us in the, in the middle of this season. You mentioned Hunter Wattenberger; he has been playing tremendous basketball. What strides has he really made in his game, even going back to the first of the season? You know, I think he's I think he's playing more well rounded. Um, you know, he's 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 making he's making his open shots. He's playing better defensively and he's rebounding the basketball. You know, I think he he's not uh, he's not just focused on one thing. I think he's he's playing in, in a complete manner, and I think that brings things to the team. I think he um, I think he's just working on being the best basketball player he can be. Coach, all eyes are going to be on Birdstown come Friday night when Clay County comes calling. Of course, you've got a game before that with Clinton County, Kentucky. How difficult will it be not to look ahead for both? Well, I know coaches never look ahead, but for the players maybe, knowing how big that game's going to be on Friday night. Uh, we, won't, we won't look ahead. I think, I mean, Clinton County is a huge rival for us. Um, it'll be a huge game on Tuesday night. I think, you know, last time I looked, I don't know how they finished up in Vegas, but going into their last game, I think they're 14-0 and on the season. And, um, you know, they're they're seven miles away from us. We only play once a year. 
and usually there's twelve to fifteen hundred people at a game. So you you won't have to worry about our kids overlooking uh, Clinton <laughs> County, Kentucky before we play Clay County on Friday, and then and then the Clay County game will be a huge game, um, a, a game that'll be a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of fans there, so it'll be a, it'll be a big week for uh, Pickett County boys basketball, and a great opportunity for our fans. You know, we started off with a lot of road games. I think we've had uh, or a lot of home games, and then I think we've had nine straight road games. So it's it's going to be fun for us to get back to our home gym. All right, a lot of big games coming up. Clinton County, Kentucky, as Coach mentioned on Tuesday, then the big game in district play on Friday against Clay County. Going to be some exciting basketball going on in Birdstown. Coach Joseph Amonette of the Pickett County Bobcats, our guest this morning on the High School Playbook. Coach, best of luck to you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. We're set to talk some Stone Memorial Lady Panthers basketball this morning. Head coach Mike Buck joining us on the hotline. Coach, you've had the week off after a uh, – uh, two and one run at the Anderson County Christmas tournament last week. I'm sure it's been nice to kind of have a few days off to sort of relax and regroup, so to speak. Yeah, it, it has been. Um, you know, we've we've uh, we, we had a good week up there. We we uh, were actually able to. We stayed in Knoxville. Of course, that's not very far from us, but we were able to, you know, put some team team building stuff in place and and uh, and enjoy that time together. Uh, but yeah, it has been nice. We've been spending a lot of time with family and friends. We've got a few practices in, but and it's been a solid week of practice, uh, a few days of practice here uh, during this, you know, this this downtime. Coach, how good for it is to get a team maybe away from the, you know, sort of everyday grind. I know I know the holidays are have been right here, but just for you to be able to take your team even to Knoxville for a few days, how good is it for your team? Oh, it's it's solid. It really is. It, it's so helpful. You know, our kids are so young, and and uh, um, you know, just just trying to you know grow together on the court. Uh, so anytime that you can do things, you know, off the court to, to build strengthen those relationships, you know, it, it it goes a long way. And obviously, we're not doing it just for basketball, obviously, but but we we want the we want our kids to go out and experience different things, you know, and so. Uh, and, and doing that as a group, uh, it builds it builds a sense of unity. They get to understand each other, know each other a lot better uh, as people. We we get to understand them as be- better as people as well, and, and so it just helps us to grow uh, relationships and grow um, you know our trust in each other and, and our understanding of who we who we are as individuals, um, not just as you know players and coaches. So I think it's very very valuable. Coach, at Anderson County, what were some things that really stood out about your team, some things that they particularly did well on the court? Well, we, you know, we, we grew up a, a lot while we were there. We learned learned a lot. Um, we, we picked up a, a game against a really good Hillsborough team that Friday before we went up there to play on Saturday, uh, and that game didn't go very well. They were really talented, but they played really good, and, and uh, we did not, and so... Uh, that that wasn't a very fun night, but but we were able to. Good thing about basketball is you don't have to wait for all. And like football has to wait a whole week if they have a bad game. We were able to uh, to get a, another opportunity within just you know less than 24 hours later. So um, you know we, we we went up and we, we had a had a goal. We we worked hard and and uh, um, you know we're really focused there on that Saturday at Anderson County and and, and played really well. Beat beat an Anderson County team that already had eight wins on the year. Eight two, I think, was their record, and uh, we beat them on their floor handily. And then uh, you know took a day, you know, spent together, and then and then um, played a, a talented uh, um, Campbell County team who had already had ten wins on the year at Christmas. So. Um, you know that we were able to to come from behind in that game. That that game really 
felt like we had a lot of growth in that game. We were down, I think, as much as 13 at one point, and we were able to rally back in the second half. And so um, you talk about growing and, and, and learning stuff. That, that Our kids really saw what they are capable of if they – uh, you know, if you know, times get really challenging, that, that we are capable of, of you know making a, a comeback and making a run and, and and doing some things like that. So that that was very helpful. And then we just kind of ran out of gas. We got down a little bit against Halls in the finals in the championship game, and uh, um, you know they made a few shots. We got down a little bit. We were able to fight back and actually get to the lead late in the third quarter, uh, but we just. We just ran out of gas, you know. Our our, our young our youngsters uh, just you know, we just we just hit that wall. But like I said, we fought back and and got a lead. And at that point, I should have helped them more. I, I, I probably should have, you know, done a couple things differently in that moment right there. Uh, had, had I done that, you know, you know in hindsight, um, you know, I think would have helped us. But yeah, we learned a whole bunch about who we are, uh, what we're capable of, and and uh, you know, I think it was a very valuable trip up there. We're speaking with Mike Buck, the head basketball coach of the Stone Memorial Lady Panthers here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. You've mentioned youth, and that's something we've discussed earlier in the season. And you talked about some growth during the tournament. Maybe what what have you seen has been the biggest area of development in this young basketball team from the start of the season up to now? Yeah, I think I think it's you know I think leadership on the floor. We have a couple of girls who are uh, you know, young. You know, Addison Howard is is a freshman, obviously, and and uh, but she's really stepped up and has has done a really good job of leading. You know, on the floor, uh, wants the ball in her hands, is willing to go back and wants to go back and get possession of the ball in tough in tough situations. Um, you know, so I think you know seeing her. Uh, and, and then in that moment the other day when we were, you know, so far behind and when we got the lead, kind of how she, uh, you know, she made a few plays and was able to communicate some things out on the floor that we were, as a, as a coaching staff, we were really proud of her for. Um, and, and not just her, but there's other, Courtney Hedrick, I feel like, has, has really grown up a lot this first semester of her high school career. Uh, and, you know, she's, she's seeing that she can actually go out and be, you know, a, a really solid player out there at this level. So, um, you know, Lily Hinch is another freshman that, that uh, has, has moved into the starting lineup. That was one adjustment that we made going into that tournament was we moved her in the starting lineup. But, um, you know, she, she played really well for us up there too. So the, the growth of our young kids, I think, is probably the uh, – um, and, and uh, that's as big a, a – uh, you know, a standout, I guess, if, if, if there is one there, the quality of our of our kids, that um, of our program, our team right now, that that uh, it jumps out at you, uh, and we and we've known that the whole time. Obviously, you know, they're young, they're going to learn and grow through some things, and you, should, you know, being able to see them improve as rapidly as they have is very, very promising for our future. Stone Memorial with a tough schedule coming up in the week ahead. White County on Tuesday night, Upperman on Friday night, then turn right back around and play the defending Class 2A champion, Macon County, the following Tuesday. Going to be some tough basketball coming up for you, Coach. We wish you and the Stone Memorial Lady Panthers uh, the best of luck moving forward. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a huge challenge. You know, a bunch of really good, talented teams and, and then really good coaches in our league, and so – uh, we're going to need to, as a, as a team, uh, you know, fall back on all the lessons we've learned this first semester here in order to to, uh, uh, to have chances, you know, in some of those nights there. So I'm, we're all looking forward to it. We really are. It's going to be a 
going to be a neat uh, you know, second semester here as we as we try to prepare to to uh, to get ready for for tournament basketball, which is what this thing's all about. So. Coach Mike Bug joining us today on the High School Playbook. A big thanks to all the coaches for joining us this morning for this special New Year's Day edition of the High School Playbook. A big week featuring some big district games coming up. We'll review the first half of the week coming up on Thursday night during that edition of the Playbook. And we'll return to Chick-fil-A for the live edition of the Playbook next Saturday morning at 9. Until then, for the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan.